Welcome everybody, my name is Makal Nasrani and this is Islam for Christians. Episode 44, Hadith, In Utero with the Angels. This month's Hadith is from Sahih al-Bukhari. This is Hadith 3333. The Prophet said, Allah has appointed an angel in the womb, and the angel says, O Lord, a drop of discharge. O Lord, a clot. O Lord, a piece of flesh. And then, if Allah wishes to complete the child's creation, the angel will say, O Lord, a male or a female. O Lord, wretched or blessed in religion. What will his livelihood be? What will his age be? The angel writes all of this while the child is in the womb of its mother. In our day, we largely know the mechanics of creating a human being. The egg is fertilized. The genes are expressed. The blueprint is in the DNA. You take some from mom. You take some from dad. And the baby is the result of it all. The Y chromosome defines male and female. A series of genes makes the person susceptible to evil or lack of faith or other kinds of wickedness. It decides skills, health, lifespan. So much is believed to be determined by genetics from the very beginning of life. But who is causing all of that? What's making this happen? Who created the mechanics of it? Who created a process we continue to discover? With modern science, it's easy to forget that our God is a creator God, not the steward of things artificially created by happenstance, not some greater being dealing with the fallout of a genetic lottery, the creator God. He is there from conception, dictating to the angels what you will be. Now, why these decisions are made and why certain types of people are created now, that has filled volumes for thousands of years. But for those of us who are Christians and Muslims, it is a fact that God plays a role in it. God is closer to you than your jugular vein, and he has been since nine months after you were born, or not, should I say, nine months before you were born. Now, we'll be focusing on the Islamic creation of a baby here, but just for reference, the Bible has something similar. This is Psalm 139, verses 13 to 16. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. So there you see the same concept. The Hadith version is a bit more graphic, obviously. And by the way, isn't it kind of remarkable how much the ancients knew about a fetus in the time before ultrasounds? I mean, this is actually solid information from a time when doctors were basically useless. 
The sequence, I believe, is correct. Semen to egg to zygote clump to something that looks human to sex assignment to the more detailed traits. It's pretty accurate. Stunningly so. Uh, there's actually a more detailed version of this hadith too. I didn't lead with it, but it's interesting to see how this is later expanded upon. Now, this is also from Sahih al-Bukhari. Allah's messenger, the true and truly inspired, narrated to us, the creation of every one of you starts with the process of collecting the material for his body within 40 days and 40 nights in the womb of his mother. Then he becomes a clot of thick blood for a similar period. And then he becomes like a piece of flesh for a similar period. Then an angel is sent to him by Allah, and the angel is allowed or ordered to write four things. His livelihood, his date of death, his deeds, and whether he will be a wretched one or a blessed one in the hereafter. And then the soul is breathed into him. So one of you may do good deeds characteristic of the people of paradise, so much that there is nothing except a cubit between him and paradise. But then what has been written for him decides his behavior, and he starts doing evil deeds characteristic of the people of the hellfire, and ultimately enters the hellfire. And one of you may do evil deeds characteristic of the people of hellfire so much that there is nothing except a cubit between him and hellfire then what has been written for him decides his behavior, and he starts doing good deeds characteristic of the people of paradise, and ultimately enters paradise. So again, the fertilized egg, the moment of conception, it's described as a clot. Now, to those of you familiar with Islam, particularly those listening to the history episodes, you may know that this word is also used in the very first revelation from Gabriel to Muhammad. Here's the first two lines of Surah 96. Read in the name of thy Lord who createth, createth man from a clot. So that same word in the Quran is the word that's used in the Hadith. It's the same here in both English and Arabic. Well, in Arabic, definitely. You know, when it comes into English, it's not always translated as clot. Sometimes it's translated as a clinging substance or a germ cell. You could also say fertilized egg or zygote, if you want to get super sciencey with it. But really, that's not terribly poetic. Now, the Arabic word in question here is, or not really in question, the Arabic word used is alok. It ends with a Q. It's a Q sound, not a K, in case that's not getting through with my terrible pronunciation. So in the Quran, it's the noun alak, and in the Hadith, it's alakat. Same thing, really. They both come from the verb alika, which means to hang or to be suspended or to cling to. Thus, the differences you see in so many of these translations, like clinging clot, I've seen that. Another form of this verb means to apply leeches, and a noun form of alika means a medicinal leech, which I'm sure they used back in the day. And some think the ancients thought a super early version of a fetus actually looked like a leech to them. Uh, I don't know if this is true, or 
even how they would actually know that. But I'm not really in the mood to find pictures of bloody clots of early humanity. If you want to feel free, let me know what you find. Um, I'm just going to take their word for it. But there's just no translating this word when it comes up, particularly in a spiritual context. It's just too packed with mystery and ambiguity. The Arab word for the burning bush, the one that talked to Moses, that comes from this word too, ulaka. You know, there is some kind of holy quality in this, or really something having to do with the intersection of people and God is in this word. So just like Moses in the burning bush, every child created is an encounter between man and God. God is not just there with you on the day of judgment. He's there with you from conception. He breathes a soul into you. He's there when you are born, and he's there when your own child is later created. When the day of judgment comes, God will not be calling a stranger to account. He will call you by name, because he has known you from the very start. Thank you, and I'll talk to you next time. Inshallah. Thank you for listening to Islam for Christians. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to keep this show ad-free, you can also visit my Patreon page and subscribe. I'm at patreon.com slash Islam for Christians. That's patreon.com slash Islam for Christians.